welcome to You Want the Tea? We Got the Facts podcast, where we bring research-based information through programs and outreach to help improve the quality of life for individuals and families throughout Northwest Georgia. We are your hosts and family and consumer science agents, Victoria Presnell and Angelica Davis. Here, we'll discuss trending topics centered around nutrition, family, health, and finances to help individuals and families thrive. Hey, Victoria. Hey, Angelica. What's been happening in Bartow? Oh, so many good things. So, um, you know, I'm continuing my programming with my Prevent Diabetes program through the CDC. So everyone's still staying strong, 13 participants, and I'm starting a new group next week. Uh, So these are a whole different set of people. And I finished my um, summer food preservation workshop. So I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, I saw y'all did a pie filling class yeah it was I've never yeah was that uh popular yeah i had maybe about seven people i actually okay. had 10 people signed up but only seven showed up which is fine yeah. uh, but um it turned out to be so good and um i was just really surprised how thick it was when it came out um, so a lot of people don't realize that you have to use like that clear gel. You don't, you can't mm-hmm. use like just regular pectin because it won't withhold the amount of, um, temp- the high temperature yeah. for the apple pie filling, the texture. So we, the clear gel is what I had to purchase, but it turned out really good. And then I did apple chips the night before in my dehydrator. So that was fun. Yeah. But- we've been doing a lot more stuff with our dehydrator as well. Just making fun things to hopefully do a class on dehydrating. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have one more food preservation class coming up, apple butter, which I'm yeah. excited about. So, that's gonna uh, be good. Yes. But me and Angelica, well, it's been almost a week and a half now. We did just get back home from Rhode Island. Yes. And it was, it was fun. It was <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, it was a good experience. I think it was both of our, Net first national conference yes right yeah and um so so yeah it was fun we learned a lot we got to present over our food preservation classes yeah with our wonderful team of food yes. preservation experts yeah so that was fun i think we have like 133 people or 120 people come to our presentation so that was impressive and then we got to experience the Amtrak, the Metro, <laughs> and then we made our way to Fenway Park, which was really cool. Which was, and that was amazing, just to see yeah. and be in the area of Fenway Park. It was just, I didn't think I was going to like it because, you know, I'm not a baseball girl, but <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, just to, you know, feel your way through Boston and um, get the connections like we did and the transportation, it was, it was a whole experience and we learned a lot and I yes. think we bonded and got more closer, um, you know, over this trip. So, right. Right. Yeah. I think so as well. So, yeah, we got to spend a week together um, and it was fun. A whole week. We we did talk to people about maybe coming, being on our podcast at some point. So maybe next year we'll start having some guest speakers, which I think will be super fun. 
Yes, it's going to be really good. It's going to um, provide us a different insight on some of the things um, and uh, some trending topics that people are wanting to learn more about. Right. Um, so look forward to more and upcoming um, episodes because we're going to be talking about a lot and bringing on some more of our specialists and guest speakers. Yes. So that's our goal next year. So that'll be fun. Um, but today we want to talk a little bit about healthy relationships and we feel like Healthy relationships, there is so much you can talk about with healthy relationships. I mean, mm -hmm. you could go into one topic for one single episode on healthy relationships. So we kind of got everything together because I think it is important to for people to know, you know, a lot of people see us in the food preservation realm or they see us, you know, in chronic disease prevention, but they um, also you know, need to know that we do relationships. We do family human development. We do all of these fun things um, that we you can also utilize your fax agent for. And so we kind of just want to talk a little bit about covering the basics of healthy relationships, going over a few things, and then talk about some things that we have as resources for you. If you are struggling with some healthy relationships or you wanting to better relationship especially in a couple area. Um, you don't have to be married for some of the programs, but there are some, you know, programs that you can join with your significant other. Mm -hmm. So, um, Angelica, you want me to get started on what we talked about or you want to start? Yeah. So um, we found this wonderful resource um, from um, the University of Arkansas where they have this program called Getting our heart right and there's three keys to better relationships so we're going to use this as kind of like the basis of our discussion today and just kind of talk about some of the things that we go through as a human being and how we can kind of mend some of our relationships that we're in and like victoria said you know it can be pertaining to couples relationships um even it can be to you know you having communication with your children we have well at least i have some um friends and family members and uh, classmates who are parents of um, teenagers and we all know that can be a struggle <laughs> um, but you know so we do have some resources for that as well but we encounter different relationships um, throughout our life um, we have a couple relationships we have you know friendships so we're just going to try to get into the basis of that and the starting um, keynote here it says that conflict is a universal human problem um, and we all have um, hope to have good relationships, thriving marriages and families, close friendships and well-functioning teams at work. And yet along the way, we all encounter conflict and disagreements. Despite our best efforts and intentions, we bump into conflict regularly. So what was the first um, point that we wanted to talk about or the first key that we wanted to talk about, Victoria? Yeah, well, I think when we talk a little bit about conflict as a universal problem, I don't think there is ever a time <clears throat> where we can avoid conflict in relationships. I mean, it's going to come up, whether it's at work, at home, in a marriage, with your kids. And I think navigating the conflict is the biggest thing. Um, and so, you know, when I was reading the article, he's talking about there are several reasons that we don't consistently use knowledge and skills that we have when it comes to dealing with conflict. And the biggest thing that I got out of that was we are creatures of habits. And I think about this a lot with just like my marriage. Um, when we talk about creatures of habit and you can 
look at the creatures of habit all the way from whenever I get off work until I go to bed and being going back to being intentional and stuff. But it talked about sometimes we fall into unhealthy behavior patterns and sometimes it's very hard to get out of those. Yeah. And when you look at relationships, um, for example, if, you know, if I'm not intentional and I go home and I just stay on my phone, cook dinner, stay on my phone, watch TV, and I'm not intentional about, you know, pouring into my marriage we fall into those unhealthy behaviors and then next thing you know it's a habit and for a year or months to up to a year we have came home didn't have any conversation and just went to bed so i always see that see that as an example but i think it's definitely true that we are creatures of habit um in every aspect of our life And I like that when you said, you know, we have to be intentional about our actions Um, and what people feel to realize relationships take work and Mm -hmm. this is in a relationship and communication takes work. Um, So like you said, and I get into that habit as well, where I just want to have my peaceful drive home after work. I don't want to talk to nobody. I just want to go straight home, eat my girl dinner and go to bed. (laughs) But, you know, we in football season, too, so my husband does not allow that. So we got to watch football games, and he wants me to participate. And I'm like, okay, Angelica, compromise. We got to do some work here. So the work never stops, people. Yeah. Um, and you have to constantly work at any relationship if you want it to work. Um, yeah. And it's, it, it takes two people, for sure, to work at a relationship, but it's about being intentional. Um, it is. So I want to just express that to a lot of people. You know, people say, oh, you've been together so long. How do you make it work? It's intentional work on both parties and it's compromise. And the other three, which kind of hit, you know, it can hit deep if mm-hmm. you think about it, especially if you're dealing with some relationships right now. But it says we react out of emotions that don't serve us well. So oftentimes during times of conflict, we respond based on anger, frustration, a need to be in control or a need to get what we want. So sometimes we let emotions, you know, dictate how we have that relationship. And then the other one, the other two was we give skills a half-hearted try. So sometimes when we discover it's going to take an effort to change our behavior, we give up. When things don't go exactly as we hoped on the first try, instead of continuing to practice and improve, we decide decide that the skill doesn't work and then lastly sometimes we expect others to change so we may learn a new skill and think that is a great idea the other person in the relationship should hear about this and change (laughs) trying to change others only increases conflict that last one really hits home girl it hits yes but yeah and you know it's learning too as you get older and as you continue your relationship your long-term relationships with friends or your significant other you cannot expect you out of somebody else Mm -hmm. i've had to learn that so just because i give 125 percent doesn't mean that other person has to give 125 percent not all the time and it's not always give and take sometimes it's just give 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 so you just have to kind of like, you know, assess the situation and where you both are and just talk about it. Yes. And I think expecting others to change when there is conflict doesn't always, it's not always successful. So changing yourself first and then hoping, you know, that they see that change or they're interested in changing mm-hmm. or finding something like that. Because we can't make people change. And I think we all know that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, why... We don't like dealing with conflict and while we kind of, those are 
several reasons why we kind of just like conflict is a thing. We kind of avoid it as much as possible. But the solution to this is to get your heart right. And I kind of think that goes back to, we talked about ourselves not being able to change others, but you can change yourself. And I think, I genuinely believe if your heart is right in a relationship, it'll cultivate a good, healthy relationship. And, you know, if not, and then that's when we start the discussion, which a whole episode could be on about boundaries and saying no and, uh, you know, removing yourself from that situation. So um, it does say the solution is, you know, to get our hearts right. And the first key to that is humility. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't know what, your thoughts are on humility but humility can be difficult sometimes in situations especially when you want to be right or when you want to be in control Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's just (laughs) um but yeah and so i don't know i don't want to interrupt you no i was just going to say you know it 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 takes a strong person to be um Mm -hmm. humble um and i've had to learn that over the years you know it's not a sign of weakness Mm-hmm. Not by all means, um, it's a sign of maturity, but it's yes. also a sign of you actually doing some um, self-reflection, but also it gives you time to do what we call um, active listening, which is what we have to do in a relationship. Um, and again, all relationships require work. We have to listen to each other, just like we had to listen to each other when we had to get on the Amtrak's and figure out where we was going. That is hilarious. <laughs> all of us could not talk at the same time. Somebody or mo- most of us had to listen. So um, just, you know, assessing where you are, assessing the situation. But it's not always a battle. You can't always choose to fight all the time. It's okay to let your guard down and just be humble. Yes. And, it, you know, it talks about, you know, while our needs matter, so do the needs of the other people that we're in relationships with. And that is showing humility, mm-hmm. remembering their feelings and their needs as well. And just kind of humility is the willingness to um, admit that we do not have a complete understanding of the truth and is being open to hearing other people's opinions. Right. And then lastly, it is a willingness to admit that we make mistakes and it allow us to continue growing and learning. Right. So, you know, sometimes humility, like you said, can look, be looked at as weakness or you're letting people run over you, but it doesn't always have to be looked at in that light. And mm-hmm. having humility, towards others in relationships really does cultivate that healthy relationship and you hope that it's received back right <laughs> not always not always and that's that's okay. it's okay um but as well when it comes to humility it doesn't mean that you shut down either mm-hmm. you can waste your opinion or you can still state how you feel and still have effective communication but being humble allows you to see how you're going to approach the, the situation or how yeah. you're going to discuss a topic with someone. So um, humility, like it says, is the foundation of a healthy relationship. Um, and those who are humble are ready to learn from people and experience. So, um, yeah. I like open-minded, you know, being yeah. open-minded about others and their feelings and remembering that. So mm-hmm. I think humility is a huge part in healthy relationships. I really think it's the foundation, like it said. It is. It is. I, I like that one. And that's the first one. I <laughs> know. Uh, so, um, 
Key number two, it talks about compassion and it kind of connects our hearts together. Um, but compassion is being sensitive to the struggles and sufferings of others. Um, and it could mean experiencing other sense of struggle and suffering along with them. Mm -hmm. So showing compassion is that second key. Um, I think that one can be a hard one as well. Um, yeah, especially showing compassion to people that have hurt you in the past. Right. I think it can be hard. It can. And then too, we take that hurt from someone and we try to put that on someone else that's new in our life or that, um, you know, we're trying to grow with. And we all, we already are, we immediately have that wall up, you know, of not trying to, you know, show again, signs of weakness or showing that we actually care when in reality, it comes off as if you're standoffish or you don't care at all. So um, that makes that other person in the relationship feel a certain way. So showing compassion, again, is not a sign of weakness. It's just trying to get there. And sometimes we feel or we may feel like empathy, sympathy, or pity for those who deserve it. But it isn't compassion sometimes. Sometimes it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I understand. I see how you feel. But this is how I feel. You know, then we just mm -hmm. keep going on and on. So we just have to take the time again to have that active listening hat on and then um, just be sensitive. Try to be as sensitive as possible to the situation if you can. And it does say, it says, if we limit our compassion to only those who deserve it, pretty soon we shut out a large portion of the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very deep. <clears throat> um because showing compassion sometimes is not only showing compassion to the ones that deserve it, kind of like seeing your enemy suffer type of deal. Um, sometimes showing compassion to all people is how you start making those healthy relationships and changing your heart to, you know, deal with conflict, to be in healthy relationships with not just your close significant other, but others that are around you at all times. Mm -hmm. Um and then it does say some people have felt that certain racist types of people are those who different values don't deserve caring and compassion. And mm -hmm. so just being compassionate towards others, like you said, being sensitive to others um, is a huge key. And, you know, I said humility is a big one, but I feel like <laughs> compassion is right there with humility. It is. Um, it is. Especially if we, you know, and I think compassion has a lot to do with the way the different ways people have grown up. Or have experienced different situations. Um, but I think we all just need to reflect and go back and say, you know what, we're all struggling or dealing with something, um, yep. especially now with the way, you know, our society is set up and the way that the economy is set up, baby, we all going through something. So I think we just need to, you know, the same compassion you expect someone to have for you, you need to try to have that same compassion for someone else. Yes, and it's funny that you said that because I had a conversation not too long ago um, when it talks about compassion. The article talks a little bit about like recognizing that your perceptions are not always the whole story. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some people say things and they we take it out of context or we f we're feeling a certain way. So when they say it and I don't remember who I was talking to, I was talking to somebody and somebody had really hurt my feelings <laughs> and they kind of gave me, you know, a slap on the wrist and was like maybe they didn't mean it that way like maybe you were just having a rough day and I kind of took a step back and was like you're right like maybe I was looking too hard into it they really didn't mean it that way and yeah. it kind of just lifted off some of that heaviness that I was like you know what maybe they were having a bad day and they said something 
I took it the wrong way, you know, and it's a done deal. But I think sometimes we see only our perception of things and mm-hmm. think that is the entire story. And it's hard to give compassion after you see that. So remembering that just what you see is not the entire story. You know, I saw a thing on Facebook. It was like, everybody's struggling. Just be nice and kind. And I think that's yeah. true. We're all struggling in some type of way in some yeah. area of our life. Well, yeah. And, you know, and I tell people all the time, you know, I don't go looking for the tea. The tea always comes to me sometimes. <laughs> people come to me and talk to me about different things. And I can't help but to show compassion for people because, honestly, uh everybody's going through something, you know, it's whether, you know, it could be something personal. It could be, you know, something that, you know, happened at work. It's just, it's different things that we're all encountering. Um, and we don't know what people are going through. You, we can't read minds. We don't have that capability, but it takes more energy and effort to be negative and rude and ugly to somebody versus of just being nice and kind and showing compassion, showing people who you really are, I mean, that's all we really want to, you know, want out of life is somebody to be honest with us at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely. Um, And so with humility and compassion, the third one that it kind of talks about is positivity. Um, And it's practicing seeing the good in people. (laughs) And it just makes me laugh so hard because I can become so negative at times. Oh, my gosh. So this one's a good practice reminder for me. Um. And regardless of where I'm at or what I'm doing, you know, it can be, and I, and I think about Ricky Kate's first birthday. This was a great example. (laughs) We had the cake issue that you kind of know about. Yeah. That is like a main thing at a birthday party is the cake when there, it's a smash cake. Oh yeah. And and there was other things going on and I don't remember what was all going on. It was very minor things, Mm -hmm. but Olivia and a couple others were in the kitchen and they were cooking the food up to set it out. And I was like, oh my gosh, nothing is literally going how I planned for it to go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is you know horrible. I was expecting blah, blah. And literally they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's take a step back. Yeah. Look at all of this stuff. Like, look how good everybody's complimenting the food. Yes. Kate is living her best life. Yes. The flowers look great. The decorations, like, there's a lot of positive things here. You're literally focusing yeah. on the one negative thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we can find ourselves doing with people is people have a lot of positive traits about them or we see the good in people, but then we only focus on that one negative. And I know I'm just as guilty as the next. And so I think focusing on the positive kind of inspires our hearts to yes have a healthy relationship and kind of builds that foundation with humility and compassion. Right. And like you said, positivity is a practice. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we all go through so much in everyday life with, you know, life is lifing and it will hit you one way or the other. And sometimes, you know, it's just, you don't have a good day, like you said before, um, but it's a practice. So you practice finding the good in people. And that's what this article is saying. It's saying in every relationship, there are times of irritation and frustration. Positivity is deciding not to dwell on those moments or allow them to define the relationship. Which is what I really love because at the end of the day, you have so much more to live for or so much more positive things going on in your life versus that one negative thing that happened or maybe that one thing somebody said to you that day. And 
you know, sometimes we dwell on a lot of things like that. And it's easy to dwell on negativity, but we have to make it a practice to dwell or focus on positivity. So that I was reading an article one time before and it was, you know, completely opposite of um, what we were talking about with healthy relationships. It was more so of, you know, finding your self-worth, but you have to find positive things in your life. So you go through the day and you find one positive thing and you have to end at the end of the day, you have to come up with 10 positive things that you saw throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's in somebody else, if it was outside, if it was on you, just 10 positive things that you witnessed throughout the day. And at the end of the day, you read that list before you go to bed and you, you say to yourself, you know what, Lord, this was a good day. I mm-hmm. might've complained and I griped a lot. I might even went off on my partner and said, things. <laughs> well, this was a good day. And sometimes, you know, when you practice the humility, the compassion, the positivity, you are more of a, you're more of a positive person than you think. And that reflects in your relationship and therefore your partner is happier with you as well. Yes, I agree. Um, and I think positivity goes, I'm, I'm glad it was the third key because I think positivity, compassion, humility all go hand in hand. But if we look at all three of those, I think those are all personal things that you have to do for yourself to right. build a healthy relationship. And a lot of times people think it's like you said, other people have to change, but those are three things you can do personally um, you know, being more, more showing more compassion, being more positive, um, being humble and those types of things. But it kind of ends in the article talking a little bit about <clears throat> changed hearts activate a loving response. Mm-hmm. And I like want that on a t-shirt because I feel like that is a huge statement. Mm-hmm. Um, changed hearts activate a loving response and we can't always know what another person is going to respond to us re uh, you know interact with us how they're going what they're going to do what kind of day they're having but like our heart and how our heart is changed is able is what we need for us to be able to give those loving responses regardless of what the other person is feeling or does to us um so i really liked that yeah, that last it's little it's a statement. good statement it's a true statement But also it brings it back to, you know, if you want this relationship to work and both parties want the relationship to work, you would do what it takes to change your heart in order to activate the love or the loving response that you're looking for. And the one, um, the end quote at at, um, one of the intersections here says, if we want to improve our relationships, we must be willing to form new habits. Yes. So we can't always take that silent drive back home and go home, watch TV, eat girl dinner and lay in the bed. We can't always do that every evening. We got to get ready to form new habits and, you know, learn new things. And that's why it's always good for couples to kind of do things together, learn a new skill or a new sport or something like that. Because one, both of you are looking forward to it, but at the same time, you're both forming a new habit. Yep. Yep. Yes, that is correct. And so... We can kind of um, link or, you know, you can reach out if you would like a copy of this actual entire, I think it's like 12 pages and it's great. It has a lot of practical things in it Um, and shout out to University of Arkansas, their research and extension for this great article. But I, I just loved it so much about starting with conflict and how to fix that conflict in your life. And it is a heart issue. Um, So getting to the heart of that. And so we kind of wanted to end with giving you some resources on what we have in the University of Georgia extension. 
And the first one is there is a program out there called Elevate. And it's a program that is strengthening relationships across Georgia. Um, you can find it on on our website. It's called Elevate Georgia. Um, and they have a Facebook. They I think they have an Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. And they have a lot of great information on there. But it can be an in-person or a virtual workshop that you join. You have to join it with a partner. You don't have to be married. So you can be dating. You can be engaged. But I think they meet... <clears throat> I think it is, you can either do four sessions or eight sessions Mm -hmm. and it's literally a workshop. So they get very practical in there and they talk a lot about relationships and building those great relationships. They always, if it's in person, I know they will provide a dinner for you guys. There's like a worksheet book that you can really be practical with your significant other. And then um, I don't want to say the amount, but I do know that you do get paid to join in on this program that's like the biggest incentive on doing it is you and your significant other get paid to do it so if you're looking for something that you really want to join in and you're married engaged or just dating and you really want to strengthen that relationship i would encourage you to find an elevate program to join it's totally free um no charge for you you sign up like i said if there's not one happening around you locally because they all are all over across Georgia. Um, you can do a virtual series as well and just do it from the comfort of your home. But we've heard nothing but good things out of it. I know um, someone said it's definitely worth it for relationships experience in experiencing issues and healthy ones. Everyone has something they can learn from someone else. And so there was a lot of good feedback about it. And I know just their Facebook has great information about relationships and little tips and tricks and articles. So it's called Elevate Georgia. I would look it up, get some information about that. And then do we have a few other resources? I'll say um, too, we can also link their flyer because they have a flyer that we can link into oh, yeah, that would be good. our um, presentation on our Facebook page. So um, be on the lookout for that. Um, it's going to be tagged with this um, podcast. So that way you'll have your free resource um, there for you. Um, so we do have some other resources. So if you go to our Family Consumer Sciences, and it's literally Family Consumer Sciences UGA slash extension. If you go there, we've got tabs on the side and it's going to be under the family tab. And we have um, different criteria under there. We have things that talk about healthy relationships. We also have, you know, resources for teen relationships um, that we have under there. There's a program called um, Relationship Smarts, and it's a research-based curriculum that incorporates hands-on activities to focus on skills and knowledge necessary for healthy dating relationships for our teens that are getting ready to start dating. Um, then we have some more um, links for preparing for marriage. So we've got different things as to why it matters, um, things you should be looking into before you walk down the aisle. This program is called the Prepare Program, and it's a research research-based program designed to help couples build a stronger and happier marriage. Um, now, this program consists of at least six two-hour sessions, um, and it gives you um, different topics every time you meet. So that's a good one as well. And then we just have some regular um, links and resources to the National Extension Relationship and Marriage Education Network. Uh, we have the National Resource Center for Healthy Marriage and Families, the National Healthy Marriage Resource Center, the National Step Family 
um, Resource Center. And then we lastly, we have the National Association for Relationship and Marriage Education. So we can actually put that link to our website for our Family Consumer Sciences Extension page on our Facebook page as well. So you have all the resources. And again, you also have um, me and Victoria. If you ever have any questions or concerns, if you're near Carroll County, reach out to Victoria. If you're near Bartow County, please feel free to reach out to me as well. Um, but I think that's the end of our podcast episode for Healthy Relationships yes. today, right? Yes, I hope that you all took some nuggets with you that you can place into your personal life, whether it's compassion, humility, positivity, and then utilize our resources. All of our resources are free. And so utilize those. And if you need anything, holler out to me or Angelica, and we will see you on our next episode. Bye.